were coming for blood You could try and take us With the gladiators If you wanna rage Chapter 14 We met high above the beach. Four seagulls, looking totally normal among the hundreds of other seagulls. And higher up, floating on the thermals, a red-tailed hawk and a harrier. The harrier was Axe. He'd never acquired a seagull. The harrier morph was a type of hawk, about the same size as Tobias. Okay, is everyone up for this? Jake asked. He was one of the wheeling, screaming seagulls around me, but I couldn't be sure which one. Let's do it, I said. That's what I almost always say at the start of a mission. Everyone expected me to say it. The truth was, I felt nervous and worried and totally unsure of myself. But people expected me to be all gung-ho. If I hadn't been, they'd have known something was very wrong with me. What a shock! Marco said sarcastically. Mighty Xena is ready to go. Someone alert the media. It's a major story. Oh, shut up, Marco. I said. Okay, we fly out, find this yacht, then figure out how to proceed from there. Jake said. Right? If we can find the yacht at all. Marco said. Not a problem. It's out there. Maybe three miles, heading southeast. There are three people on deck. I can't see their faces. Tobias laughed. Hawk vision, boys and girls. You seagulls stick to dumpster diving. I'll take care of the long-range spying. You sure it's the right boat? Jake asked. The debris, right? There is no way you can read the name on a boat that's three miles out. Marco said. I've been an Osprey, remember? Your eyes are good, but you're not Superman. Busted, Tobias said. Okay, I can't read the whole name on the boat, but I can see the D, and I took a good guess. I'm betting that's our wussy boy actor. Good enough, I said. Let's take a closer look. It was all the usual banter before we go on a mission. It felt good to be doing something. Action was better than sitting around, waiting to see if I was going to morph out of control. And I was still looking forward to actually seeing Jeremy Jason McColl. There was still the possibility we could rescue him or something. Tobias said, I better bail out on you guys. I'm not good over water. No thermals. Axe's Harry will be weak too, but he can always morph to something else and swim back. I can't. We said goodbye to Tobias. I know he hates not being able to go with us on every mission. He feels like he's not doing enough, I guess. Which is stupid, because really, no one does more for their cause than Tobias. And none of us has paid a higher price in this war with the Yurks than Tobias has. We flapped away, slowly emerging from the dogfight of seagulls in the sky. We crossed the line from Santa Surf. And then we kept going out over green water, and onto the deeper blue. There was a breeze blowing against us, and it was a struggle to make headway, but this is what seagulls were built to do. 
The seagull brain knew how to exploit every lull in the breeze, and the body was almost tireless. Axe's harrier, on the other hand, was having a harder time. Hawks are made for soaring, or swooping down on their prey. They are great at riding the thermals, the big billowy updrafts of warm air. But they aren't distance flyers. They can't just flap their wings endlessly. But he still had better long-range vision than we did. I see the boat clearly now, Axe announced. He didn't complain, but he sounded tired. I can read the name Debris very clearly. There are only four humans on the deck. Two older males, one female of medium age, one juvenile male. Is it Jeremy Jason? Cassie asked excitedly. Has to be, I said. Does he have brownish blonde hair and really big blue eyes? And full lips, I added. Like Brad Pitt. Gag! Barf! Marco, of course. The hair and eyes are correct, Axe said. I can't evaluate the lips, though. How large would lips have to be in order to be Brad Pitt lips? In that Montana movie, Brad Pitt's lips filled the entire screen, Marco said. In fact, I heard some people were crushed to death by Brad Pitt's lips. Bet they're fake, Jake muttered. You know how they inject, like, butt fat into lips to make them all puffy? It's so sad to hear so much jealousy. Don't you agree, Cassie? It is sad, Rachel. Terribly sad. This is the worst mission we've ever been on, Marco said. I mean, I've been scared before. Hey, I've been horrified, screaming, wanting to wet myself terrified before. I'm used to that. But this is the first time I've wanted to just throw up. Rachel, I didn't think you were even capable of normal human affection, let alone pathetic hero worship. Say it, brother. Jake agreed. I think he was kidding, but I couldn't be sure. And Cassie! Marco went on. I thought you only cared about animals. Animals like skunks and snakes. And Jake. (laughs) Okay, let's get back to business now. Jake said quickly. Jake gets embarrassed anytime anyone mentions his feelings for Cassie. And we were practically caught up to the yacht. Axe, buddy, I think you need to peel off. Change morphs and stay close by in the water. Yes, Prince Jake. Don't call me Prince. Yes, Prince Jake. Marco and I will go in close. Land on the boat, like any ordinary seagulls. See what we overhear. Jake went on. Rachel and Cassie, you can be backup. Stay. Yeah, right. I jeered. You and Marco go. Me and Cassie stay away. Yeah, that's really going to happen. Come on, Cassie. We're going in. I flapped hard to pull away from Jake and Marco. Axe gratefully peeled off, soaring back and away on the breeze. The yacht was very large. I don't know how big but it was big enough that the four people lounging on the aft deck could have played a game of volleyball if they wanted to. I mean, this was not some little motorboat. Cassie and I moved behind the boat. Below us, propellers were turning the sea turquoise and white. Just ahead, we could clearly see the four people. 
One was the movie producer wearing shorts and an open shirt. I'd seen him on CNN. One was a man who stood with his back to us. The third person was a woman in a bikini. She was young and pretty. And the fourth person... Yes! There was no mistaking that hair. That face. Those lips. It's him! Cassie said. Oh, yes. I agreed. Jeremy Jason McColl. Star of Powerhouse. At least he was the star if you forgot about that comedian guy who played his father. Jeremy Jason McColl, who had appeared in basically every fanzine published in the last five years, most of which either Cassie or I had read. His favorite color is crimson, Cassie said. It's so cool. He didn't just say red, he said crimson. He was born in Altoona, Pennsylvania. He has two sisters. Their names are Jessica and Madison. Nice chest. Nice legs. Let's get closer, I said. We flapped a little and found ourselves in a sweet pocket of air. The boat created its own breeze, which sort of carried us along. We barely had to flap our wings. We could just hang in the air over the back end of the boat. We hung there, enjoying the view from ten feet above Jeremy Jason McColl. We listened to the conversation between the actor, the producer, and the two other people. And it was then that I fell out of love with the extremely cute Jeremy Jason McColl. Chapter 15 The wind carried some of what they said away. The noise of the churning water and the big engines wiped some of it out. But we heard enough, Cassie and I. Too much. Don't want to stay on the losing side of this, Jeremy, the producer was saying. Face it, your TV career is over. It's not over as long as... Million Teenage... In love with me, Jeremy said. All I'm saying is, big changes are coming. Big changes like... Has ever seen before, okay? Now my company is part of the new order. You do business... Parts and movies. Serious parts. That you move beyond teenage roles. Jeremy Jason laughed. That'd be nice. I'm sick to death of Dopey. Sending me love letters and mobbing me for autographs. See, that's part of the problem I have with your offer. You'll have me still... I'm sick of... Be Mr. Goody Goody all the time. Then, the other man, the one who had been standing with his back to us, stepped forward. He barely flicked a finger, and the producer backed away. The woman in the bikini narrowed her eyes and seemed to shrink down in her chair. Let's stop wasting time, the man said. We've been talking yesterday. Better things to do. I can give you thing you want. Everything. Money. Power. But first, you have to agree to my... They are simple. You become one of us. And then, you take on this... Representing the sharing... In exchange, anything and everything your heart desires. Jeremy Jason sat silently while the man spoke. The man scared him. That was obvious. When Jeremy Jason did speak, it was in a low, strained voice. And if I say no? You won't say no, the man said. 
He turned then, and I saw his face. Saw an icy smile, and cold, dead eyes. I'd seen him before, just briefly, but once was enough. Visser 3! Cassie hissed. The Visser was in his human morph, but it was him, and having recognized him, it was as if the sun was gone from the sky. I felt darkness reaching out from him, darkness that clutched at my heart. Visser 3, the leader of the Yurk invasion of Earth, the only Yurk to ever take control of an Andalite body, the only Yurk to possess the Andalite morphing power. Visser 3, the evil creature who had murdered Axe's brother, Alfangor, while we sat terrified, helpless. He smiled his icy, fake-human smile for Jeremy Jason. You're an ambitious... You want... So much more than you will ever get without my help. Suddenly, Jeremy Jason laughed. I guess you see right through me. He stood up to face the frightening man. I let you perform this procedure. Make me a movie star. Deal? The cold smile reappeared. Deal. He can't possibly know what this means. Cassie cried. They've tricked him. Yeah, they have. But you know what? He wouldn't be falling for it unless he was a creep. I don't care. Cassie said. We can't let them make Jeremy Jason a controller. No, we'll have to try and save him. I agreed. But now I wonder if he's worth it. I felt sick inside. I know it's dumb to have a crush on some actor you only know from TV, but it's a nice, normal kind of dumb, and I didn't have much normal anything in my life. Let's get back with Jake and Marco, I said. Man, they are so going to rag on us over this. Jeremy Jason ready to become a voluntary controller. It's disgusting. I banked sharply away, caught the headwind again, and realized that I was getting lower. Lower very quickly. I flapped harder. Rachel, what are you doing? Cassie yelled. I don't know. I can't seem to fly. Oh no! You're morphing! Rachel, stop! My wings were beating the air, but I just kept falling. And then I saw the reason. It was right in front of my face. Literally. Where my small, hooked seagull beak should have been, something long and gray was growing. I'm growing a trunk! I cried. From their position, a hundred yards behind the boat, Marco and Jake spotted the disaster in the making. Rachel, what are you doing? Jake yelled. I can't stop! I can't stop! I'm morphing! The trunk was now half a foot long, and my wings were not even close to powerful enough. I fell. I hit the water with a splash. But not before I caught a glimpse of Visser 3. He was standing at the back of the rail of the boat. He was staring right at me with the dead, evil eyes. I hit the water and kept going. The elephant morph seemed to be speeding up. I was morphing at a speed unlike anything I'd ever done before. Down I sank. Down and down as bubbles spiraled away from me. My huge leathery ears were growing from my head. I felt my bones grinding as they swiftly became massive and thick and long. I tried to tread water, but I had legs like tree trunks. 
the sparkling surface of the water above me already looked as far away as the surface of the moon. I was drowning. Rachel! Morvow! Cassie screamed. Axe! Jake yelled. If you can hear me, find Rachel! Stay with her! But I knew the others couldn't reach me in time. I was falling and falling, down and down through the water. My trunk could not reach air, although I stretched it high over my head. I was drowning in an elephant's body, and all I could do was wonder why. Chapter 16 I fell down through the water, down toward the invisible ocean floor a mile below me. I tried to focus, to find a way to demorph, but I couldn't. My mind was slipping away. I was about fifty feet under when it occurred to me to see whether the elephant could swim. I mean, it seems stupid. Of course elephants can't swim. But what did I have to lose? I started running in water with my big telephone pole legs, and to my utter amazement, it turned out that elephants could swim. But too late to do me much good. I was too far down. I'd never reach air in time. I saw a flash of gray, a deadly shape in the water beside me. I heard, like it was from far off, a thought-speak voice saying, I see her, Prince Jake. Somehow, it almost made me laugh. It was a talking shark. Why was a shark talking? Then, panic! I began thrashing wildly. I churned the water, motoring my big legs, futilely trying to rise faster. I flung my trunk this way and that, but panic was no better than peaceful surrender. I was rising, but it was too little, too late. And yet... She's demorphing, the talking shark said. No, wait, Prince Jake, she is not demorphing. I mean, not back to human. She is going straight to some other morph. That's impossible. I know. But that's what is happening. I'm going after her. Cassie yelled. I'll dive underwater, out of sight. I'll morph to human, then try to morph to dolphin before I run out of air. Maybe I can help her. Do it. Jake snapped. Marco, stay up top. I'm going down with Cassie. She is getting smaller at an impressive speed. Axe, the talking shark said. The talking shark was right. I was shrinking. Shrinking at a shocking speed. Shrinking so fast, I created a little whirlpool where my massive elephant bulk was disappearing. Jake, look! Marco yelled. That man on the boat, he's morphing. I swear, he's turning into an andalite. Oh man, him! Yes, it's Visser 3. Cassie said. Forget him, we have to save Rachel. Morphing, morphing, morphing. Everyone is morphing, I thought, in my giddy, nearly unconscious mind. I decided it would make a good song. Oh, what fun it is to morph, to morph and morph today. Hey! Is she singing Jingle Bells? Marco demanded. Axe, I'm in Dolphin Morph now, but I can't see Rachel. Where are you two? Cassie cried. I should be able to see an elephant and a shark. Rachel is no longer an elephant. In fact, I can't see her at all. She's too small. What? Jake asked. 
We're almost there. X, you have to find her. I rose slowly from the brink of unconsciousness. Slowly, the gears in my brain started to grind forward. I was underwater. I was sure of that. But I was no longer the elephant. I could breathe. And I was no longer sinking. At least, it didn't feel like I was. But I couldn't see to be sure. I was blind. Don't panic, Rachel, I ordered myself. But that was easier said than done. I was blind. I can't find her, Axe yelled in frustration. These shark eyes are too weak. She was too small. I think she was morphing an insect. Insect? Slowly, reluctantly, I took stock. I had legs. I could move them, feel them. Four legs. No, six. Yes, I had become an insect. I had feelers. I waved them around and tasted the air. Nothing. Just my own smell. And what brain was in with my own? None. No awareness. No thought. It was the body of a mindless machine. There were two possibilities. Termite. Or ant. Axe? Cassie? I think... I think I went into Ant Morph. I cried. Nobody swallow anything. It could be me. Are you okay? Cassie asked. You mean aside from the fact that I'm an ant morph, trapped inside an air bubble in the middle of the ocean? I said more sarcastically than I should have. Yeah, aside from all that, I'm great. Uh-oh. Marco said. Uh-oh what? Jake snapped. Uh-oh, Visser 3 is going from Andalite form to something else. What is it? What's he morphing? I don't know what it is. But it's big and looks like it could swim. Oh man, can anything else go wrong? Jake yelled in frustration. Rachel, can you demorph? Can you get human? Or dolphin? Or something useful? I don't know. I tried to calm my panicky jumbled mind. I tried to focus on morphing. On getting human again. Come on, Rachel, you can do this. I told myself. But I had the feeling I was lying. And yet, I could feel myself growing once more. I could feel myself press against the rubbery walls of the air bubble. I think I see her, Cassie said. No, wait, just seaweed. No, wait again, I do see her. She's green, maybe half an inch long, but growing fast. Rachel, what are you morphing? Jake asked. Why don't you tell me? Because guess what? I don't know. Stay cool, Rachel, Jake advised. Cool? Cool? Hey, sorry if I sound tense, but I keep turning into things I don't want to turn into. It's the crocodile, Cassie said. Jake, over here, this way. Suddenly, I could see again. Eyes appeared just in time for me to see stick-like ant legs morphing into stubby, green-scaled crocodile legs. I was growing at incredible speed. I could feel the water sliding over and around me as I occupied more and more space. But at least I could see again. And I wasn't drowning. The crocodile has the ability to hold its breath for a very long time. Above me, I could see the bright sheet that was the divider between water and air. And in the water around me hovered two big gray bottlenose dolphins, both grinning their eternal dolphin grins. Cassie and Jake 
Moving swiftly past, just a hundred feet off, was a menacing-looking tiger shark. Axe. I hoped. I looked at Jake. Or maybe it was Cassie. I guess I should have mentioned I was having a little problem with morphing, huh? No, it's much better to find out this way, Rachel. You know, when you could get us all killed. Jake said. It's not like Jake to be sarcastic. Oh, man. Marco said. He was still in seagull morph. I don't know what Visser 3 is now, but he's getting ready to dive into the water. And you don't want to be there when he does. Let's get out of here while we can. Jake said. Rachel, if you feel any more morphing happening, tell us, alright? If you don't mind. Yell at me later, okay? Let's get some distance. I turned my long body easily and began swimming using my big crocodile tail. Cassie and Jake and Axe all turned on the speed, and in ten seconds, they were far out ahead of me. I saw Jake stop and look back. Alligators aren't exactly fast swimmers, are they? Crocodiles. I corrected him. And no, I guess not. Then we heard, Pawoomph! It was a sound like a death charge, like something very large had just cannonballed into the water. Here he comes! Marco announced grimly. Look out for those spears. They look nasty. The what? I asked. The spears? What spears? The thing Mr. 3 morphed into. I can't be sure, but I think maybe it shoots spears out of its mouth. Ah! Axe said, speaking up. I bet it is a Lebton javelin fish. I've always wanted to see one of those. I mean, you know, in a zoo or something. Well, we can't outrun it with Rachel and Alligator Morph, Jake said. Crocodile, Cassie said. Not alligator. You guys get out of here. I'll take care of Visitor 3, I said, sounding much braver than I felt. It's my fault we're in this mess. Yeah, right, Rachel, Jake said. Then he began rapid-fire orders. Spread out, 30 feet apart. Keep moving so he doesn't get an easy target. Marco, we could use your help down here. And for future reference, I don't give a rat's butt if it's a crocodile or an alligator, so long as it can fight. Hello, Phantomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs Auditory Experience. As always, this is your host, Daniel. I'd like to thank you for listening again another week. We're uh, deep into the middle of it now and fast-tracked to the other side. I don't really have anything new to put here, so let's just uh, do all the old stuff. If you use iTunes, or I guess Apple Podcasts now, I guess they're retiring iTunes or something. That's what I heard through the grapevine. Um, But if you use whatever Apple is doing now that has the rating and review system, (laughs) and you'd like to leave me a rating and review, that'd be cool. Other than that, uh, please check out theapodcalypse.com for all the stuff I do. Uh, that's theapodcalypse.com. It's like apocalypse, but there's a D right in there after the O. I'm bad at spelling. Uh, if you'd like to reach me about this podcast, you can do that at audiomorphscast at gmail.com or audiomorphscast.tumblr.com. And that is all I have for you this week, so... 
I'll be seeing you next week. My name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight.